What is a Gryffindor? Um, you're very brave. I think well, I'm brave, but that can be nice and caring. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anytime a coworker is someone or has brought it up who's also a Hufflepuff, they're like, ah, first. <laughs> Hi guys, welcome to this week's episode of Perks of Being a Millennial. Today I have a special guest, Jas Karnji Sidhu. Hi! Woo! <laughs> First of all, can we just talk about how exhausted we are? Literally so tired. <laughs> so we were so tired, we didn't even FaceTime last night. <laughs> I know, I literally had no energy. I fell asleep me. right away. <laughs> Not right away, but like right after you texted me. Yeah. I know. And then also the LA traffic is is terrible. Like it's no bueno. No funo whatsoever. Not, not only is there like a lot of traffic, but there are a lot of fires. So I'm like, what is the appeal of LA? Well, I don't know. The fabulous lifestyle. Yeah, of the rich and famous, which I'm neither one of those things. Yet. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, let's strive for that. Okay, so, Jaskarnji, what is something that has been going really well for you this week, or just your week in general, I guess? Uh, well, my week was pretty normal. It was jam-packed with work, you know, all that fun stuff. It's the weekend now, so, like, you know, I just socially distanced and hung out with my friends. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know... We all got tested. We all got tested. It's good to see people and to talk to them and be safe about the whole thing. But I just I miss interacting with people. So right now we're doing this over Zoom, um, because we live like what six hours away from each other. Well, like a six-hour drive and a one-hour plane ride. Yeah. Um, but it's just like this is like how life is now. So even if like we were kind of in a closer proximity, we'd still most likely be doing doing this. Um, but yeah, so life of Zoom meetings and texting and all of that stuff, but. There's so many Zoom meetings at work, and I'm getting so tired of them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it is kind of, like, uncomfortable at times, especially if your camera has to be on, because it's just, like, I don't know about you, but I feel more self-conscious being in front of a computer camera than I do being in front of an actual person. Me too. Okay, That's exactly what me? I said. Yeah, I'm like, I don't like to just sit there and then I feel like, I'm like, what can I do? Like, how do I act? Like, they can just, I feel like everyone's just like zooming directly into <laughs> my face, even though I know that's not true, but you know, you have that feeling. Yeah, so like for me, it's like, am I breathing too much? Am I breathing out of my mouth? I should probably stop doing that. Am I breathing too hard? Should I look in the camera? Should I look at the computer screen? Should I look at myself? It's like all of these things just race through my mind and it's so weird. I just, I don't know. I, okay, so I do like Zoom because we can connect with people and like, obviously you and I can hang out on this, but like, okay, yeah. so like with you it's fine. Yeah. With like other people, I'm just like, I don't know about this. Yeah, I like Zooming with you and then like my coworkers that I like, yeah. like we'll do happy hours and stuff, but like work meetings, like I've had client meetings where we to be on Zoom, and because all the barber shops are closed, I have to wear a hat. That's also kind of, like, unprofessional, but, like, I don't care. Yeah. Better than this. <laughs> Jimmy Neutron stuff. <laughs> this week, 
this week's recommendations, what do you have for us? What new uh, New Music Friday is happening? Like Taylor Swift's new album. What is going on here, buddy? Keep me in the loop. Um, I really enjoy Taylor Swift's new album. It's an alternative album. I highly recommend. I think you'll actually like it a lot more than any of her other stuff. Yeah. Um, the songwriting is probably the best she's ever had. Um, it's, I wouldn't call it my favorite Taylor Swift album, but I would call it a very, very, one of her best. Yeah. Yeah. I actually haven't heard anything from it. I've seen, like, posts on social media where she's sending out a cardigan to, like, people. (laughs) Have you seen that? Um, I haven't, but there's a song called Cardigan on it, so that totally makes sense. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I kind of, I do want to listen to it. The thing about me is that I get so comfortable listening to the same music over and over again. So it's like Ben Howard, Dean Lewis, <laughs> the Kooks, the Mowgli. <laughs> Literally, I have like five people that I listen to. See, I'm like, I like everything. Literally everything. There's like very few things I don't like. Um, but I've been pretty much listening to that album almost daily. It's been pretty good. Um, but I feel like by the time this episode's out, it'll be like, weeks and weeks since it's been out so maybe like oh, it won't be as new this, um tomorrow <laughs> okay well then <laughs> just kidding so have been listening to a lot of dan and shay if you like country um they have a new song called i should probably go to bed very good mm-hmm. and then some like lesser known artists i've been listening to are like um i've been listening to a lot of um jeremy zucker i don't know if you know who that is sounds like the creator of facebook <laughs> No, <laughs> no, we're not, no. <laughs> um, I've been listening to J.P. Sachs. He's really good. He sings that um, If the World Was Ending song. Oh, I like that song. Yeah, but I've listened to the song called Same Room, which is actually, it's not a new song, so it's not like a new recommendation, but it's, it's an old one. song, but yeah. yeah. And... Um, so, you know, Allie Arietta, shout out to Allie. She actually created the music for this podcast. Big um, fan of her work. Yes, she's so good. You need to follow her on Instagram and TikTok. Actually, let me shout her out right now so I don't forget what her username is. Looking it up. Yeah. While she's so, looking it up, I also recommend listening to The National. Anthem? <laughs> no. <laughs> the National. <laughs> it's a band. <laughs> oh, I knew that. Um, okay, so follow Allie Arietta on instagram and tiktok because she is the creator of the music for this podcast and she's also just a really talented artist um but she actually made a tiktok a couple of months ago of that song um if the world is ending i think hold on let me verify verify oh yeah no i saw that no yeah no that didn't happen okay she made that she was she duetted with that one guy and they sounded really good yeah like it was incredible yeah you sent that to me yeah so yeah, I, I would sing if the world was ending right now, just as like you know a joke. But like we're over here talking about real singers, and like yeah, it's not gonna happen. <laughs> and then we're duetting over here. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it would sound like no, not Yikes. good. <laughs> oh my gosh, um, I don't have any musical recommendations. Shocker, because I listened to two songs. Um, I literally so my genres that I like are like indie acoustic sounds, and then Christian music, and there's no in between. I think you mean alternative. Indie's not a genre. Uh, okay, so, like... I mean, I think it's, like, considered a genre, but, like, indie just means independent, usually. Okay, so, like, alternative indie. <laughs> yeah, indie. yeah. In alternative indie, yeah. That's yeah. what Taylor Swift's new album is, um, 
her very first alternative album. Mm. Yeah, I'll listen to it, especially after that recommendation. I'm so glad <laughs> I have this podcast. I'll send you. I'll send you my favorite songs from it. Okay. Um, but yeah, so recommendations for me. I recently got two new books. Um, let me grab them. Eh. Oh, if we're talking about book recommendations, my I highly, 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 highly recommend Tuesdays with Maury. Best book ever. Why is it the best book ever? Um, I feel like it's one of those books that's like life changing. Like it'll make you it'll change your perspective on life and yeah, it completely changed my perspective on life since last year. And what is it about for the people listening? It's about a college professor who is dying. He's talking to one of his students from like one of his students from the past who he was really close to, but then they kind of through the years they lost touch. Um, they lost contact. Mm-hmm. And when he found out he was dying, the student went and like started getting in contact with him again. And then there he's kind of talking about his perspective on in life as he's a dying man and all the stuff he regrets and all the stuff that he wouldn't change and how he like like how he would live his life if he could okay so like the book i haven't actually read it yet because erin fiscus still has her <laughs> she still has a copy that i wanted us to send around i know like sisterhood of the traveling tuesday with more yeah um no so i actually think that's a unique concept is it a true story it's a true story yeah okay so I think it's a really cool idea, the fact that they, like, made it into a book, because this is literally someone who's dying, and, like, they know this. It's, like, obviously, it's inevitable for everyone, but the fact that it's so, like, you kind of have, like, your expiration date, isn't that weird to think about that? Like, if you knew that you were dying tomorrow, what, like, you would totally think about the things in your life that you do, the, what you're going to do tomorrow, and, like, make every second count, and I feel like people forget that we all have like expiration dates and a lot of us just kind of like fall into whatever society wants us to do instead of being happy and living life to the fullest I don't know no yeah it's like how often do you get to get that perspective of someone who's who's literally dying like and it's like you can talk about they can talk about all the stuff in their life that they don't regret doing or all the stuff that they wish they did more of um so it's pretty it was definitely it changed my life for sure like almost not 180 because like it didn't change my life completely but yeah but like it, it definitely gave me a different perspective and definitely was very eye-opening yeah because like okay for me <laughs> this is so stupid but like whenever I like a guy <laughs> I just don't do anything about it really because like yeah. I'm too nervous and I'm like I don't want to seem like too forward or anything but it's like at the end of the day what's the worst can ha- that can happen they say no like, that's happened before, so it's fine. Well, his loss, so... Yeah, so, like, to me, it's, like, if you want to do something or you want to, like, if you want to do something but you're too scared about, like, what other people are going to think about you or there's just, like, fear that's holding you back, do it anyways as long as it's safe because you don't want to have life with, like, regrets of things that you wish you would have done. Yeah. Definitely. I already have some regrets, like, just based on, like, the past few years, like, kind of some of the decisions I made. I mean, not really, because I guess they made me the person I am today, but, like, just, like, oh, I wonder what my life would have been like if I, Mm. you know, didn't go to that university and went to another one, or, like, if I didn't live here, I lived there, you know? No, I I totally feel you. I was thinking about that, um, I think, earlier, and while we were talking, 
um how I don't know like just how life could be so different if you would have chosen something else like a different path like if I would have gone to USC and like I lived in LA we would have been right next to each other yeah yeah and it, it's just like we're already we're still really close but like it would have been a different type of like I don't know it's just uh, yeah we can't even say what would have happened because like what if like it could have been really good it could have been really bad for us like who knows I doubt it'd be bad for us I, I feel like it would have been really good but like would I be a different person now if I didn't like you know if I went yeah. there instead of Davis Ugh. I feel like everything is supposed to happen for me <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i i agree like just, i wouldn't like i've loved my last few years so like i wouldn't have gotten those if i would have gone there but yeah i probably would have gotten other years i would have loved hopefully yeah, just equally for like you and aaron you got to hang out with her like at, in yeah i got yeah i got to spend so much time with aaron and we weren't that close at the time i would have made the decision to go to usc mm. so i honestly probably wouldn't really have aaron in my life all that much because yeah we made the decision afterwards like after i went to davis and dropped out. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine yeah like i probably yeah i would have yeah yeah i know i i i get you it's just interesting but i honestly i don't really feel, i can honestly say that i don't think that i regret most things in life like there's nothing yeah. in my life where i'm just like i really screwed like yeah i make mistakes and stuff but there's like nothing where i'm just like i should have went with that job or i should have went to that school or you know mm-hmm. yeah just, i don't so i don't regret it either mm-hmm. but it's, i just my i can't stop my mind from thinking sometimes like oh what if i did that instead yeah. but it's like what if then i would have been like considered like what if i did the other thing so it would have been a weird pattern mm-hmm. i probably just have like psychological issues <laughs> You're so relatable. Um, I'm no, so quirky, guys. I, <laughs> you're such a millennial. <laughs> um, yeah, okay, so my two book recommendations of the week, I'm actually still reading through them, um, and I got one of them, like, two days ago, so, but I've been wanting to get this one book for a while, but for my birthday, um, my sister had bought me this book, and I, so I like good literature and, like, novels and everything, like, I love substantial um, reading, but my, like, my vice, or, like, the thing that it's, like, my guilty pleasure are Nicholas Sparks novels. Oh, my God, no way, you got another one? Yeah, so he had this one I didn't even know about, and so when I opened my, like, present, I saw this, and I was really excited. Like, I love Nicholas Sparks movies and books. Like, I am such a big fan, and I know people are, like, it's not good writing. It's actually not, it's actually good. To me, it's good. Like, it's not, like, you know, Jane Eyre or anything, but it's good. <laughs> I feel like it's one of those things where when something becomes super popular, people are just automatically hate it. Like Taylor Swift. They're like, they're like, yeah, like Taylor Swift, like, oh yeah, like, that's not even good music. It's like, dude, Taylor Swift probably writes better music than like 90% yeah. of the artists you listen to, so. That's so true. Yeah. Okay, so like Nicholas, I like, I just love love stories and like romantic comedies and, or like, I don't know, tragedies or whatever, but to me, it's just like really good. And this one is about, um, it's actually a novel, so it's a true story, and it's very closely based on, like, real events, and it's really cool because from what I can tell so far and, like, what the back of the book says is that it's about this love story that, and it kind of all intertwines with other things that he's written before, but mm-hmm. how these two people were just, like, complete opposites and polars and how their lives kind of just, like, collided, and I think it's such a beautiful story because, like, 
that happens so often. Mm-hmm. And I don't have it, so I like to read it back. <laughs> What's it called again? I um, oh, uh, yeah, I didn't even say the name. I'm sorry. It's called Every Breath. Every Breath? Oh. Yeah, by Nicholas nice. Sparks. Yeah, and so it looks like this. You guys can't see it, but... Yeah, so it looks like um, an envelope of, like, different letters and stuff. Because that's actually when he was in um, North Carolina and he was visiting this, like, mailbox that's popular over there at some place. Um, and people li- leave letters to, like, other tourists or people in the area. And so it's cool because this one guy left an envelope of, like, his love story. And that's when Nicholas Sparks – yeah, it's really cool. He um, went over there. He re- He was so, like, compelled – by the story that he just spent like an afternoon reading the entire thing a couple times over he had left and then he came back the next day to try to reread it and get copies of it but the stack of like the envelope was gone and so he was yeah he was searching for it he did all this research he finally found the guy who wrote it and then they connected after that and so he was able to tell the story his his story so that is it yeah i'm really excited to like read the rest of it um but yeah, so that is my book recommendation. The first one, the second one is this book called Boundaries, um, and it's so it's basically like a Christian self help book. But what I was really drawn to is the fact. So this is like this little um, blurb in the beginning. It says when to say yes, how to say no, and how to take control of your life. Because I've noticed since like I'm the middle child. Um, they said that middle children have the tendency to be people pleasers and to always like want to, yeah, to always want to like please people and say yes in every situation and be helpful and stuff. And that's 100% me. Like, I think that I stand my ground, but like, I want to do everything and say yes. And I have FOMO and I have all these things and it's just like, I need boundaries. That's the name of the book, by the way. That's literally me at work. Like every time, like I always like... And my coworkers get really mad at me because they know I, like, overwork myself. But every time, like, I'm on going on PTO, like, if I don't really have plans that day, but, like, even though I need, I need that day to relax, mm-hmm. literally, they're, like, um, they get mad at me because I, I offer my PTO to help other people get further in their work, even though it, like, doesn't affect my work. Oh, yeah. And I don't get paid by the hour or anything, so it's, like, I'm, I'm doing it for free. Yeah. I know. So, like, that's, like, that's a thing that's kind of complicated because for one, you want to be helpful. Like you want to do the best you can at your job, but then it's like, where's that line? Where's that boundary to where you really shouldn't cross it? Because you do want to be helpful. You want to help and contribute to the company, but you also don't want to be taken advantage of. So it's just, it's interesting. And I think that I never really learned how to have these boundaries. And it's another thing too, like with my type of personality is that I think I'm like very extreme. Like, I'm very, um, <laughs> I do what I want. I don't. I agree. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, sometimes that's not healthy. Like it's not, it's not the best. And so I think learning how to like say no and learning how to keep myself in these confined lines at, t- I don't know. I don't really know what I'm trying to say, but like, I, I think I need some type of like rain to pull me back in. Yeah, no, I understand how you feel, because I feel like some, for with me, it's like, like with my friends, I'm like, either we're really good friends, or like, we barely speak. There's not, there's you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, yeah. Only my, clo- only my close friends, not like 
just like coworkers and like yeah. you know, like coworker friends and yeah and and that's like another thing too I don't know I'm just like for me I feel like sometimes I'm all over the place and I think I'm inconsistent <laughs> you know how like in job interviews we're like what's your worst quality and I'm like oh my gosh I just like what did I say this past interview um that I did it was like um, I always lied and like, I just work too much like I'm just so focused on working <laughs> that I just get so swept in it that I just do it so much but like the thing was is like oh I'm kind of inconsistent like I'm not gonna say that but I, yeah, think I no, yeah. am oh that's an interview tip guys don't ever actually say a weakness when they ask for your weakness say something say that something sounds positive. like a weakness but yeah. isn't like when I interviewed I knew that they like us to ask questions like on our job like when we actually started working like they don't want us to just do work that we don't like. So they asked what our weaknesses and I was like, oh, I usually tend to really like to, I usually like to really understand what I'm doing. So I tend to ask a lot of questions until I fully get a grasp of it. They were like, oh, that's perfect. <laughs> that's not yeah. even a weakness. And I'd be like, oh, really? Oh, I'd say that's my biggest weakness. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was like, so my biggest weakness is the fact that I just love working so much and I just do so much of it that I just can't step back from it because I'm so focused and zeroed in on it. And they're like, wow, I love the fact that you took something that could be a weakness, but it was actually a positive. And I was like, yeah, yeah that's so weird. <laughs> yeah. Just don't ever say you're a perfectionist because that's no, no yeah, one likes that. Yeah. That's like yeah. the cliche, like. Yeah. Like that. Don't weakness. ever give that answer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but. I don't know this this book I'm really excited to read um yeah so I just I think being able to set limits not only with like other people but with myself so mm -hmm. it's like if I have like this big presentation for work um the next day I should not stay up until like one o'clock in the morning um doing like whatever like I need to be and I think I'm I am good at setting my priorities straight and not yeah um you know being responsible like no I am good at being responsible, but there are times where I feel like I push myself to the point where it's like, I can get these things done, but it's not beneficial for my health because I'm exhausted. I am not eating properly. Um, I'm not, when I stretch myself too thin, I'm not giving like 100% of my time to like each person in my life. And that's something that I do. So that's something that I do consistently is be inconsistent because if I'm tired or if I'm not in the mood, I will not reach out to people. And like we've had, so Jasker and Judy and I have <laughs> had this discussion many a times. I think, yeah, a few times for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's literally not just like with us or like with Aaron, like our friend group, it's like with everyone. Like, I yeah. lead a group of girls, and, like, I need to be on top. I, I don't know. I feel like if I wrote it down, maybe it'd be better for me to, like, text people and just be like, today, you should text, blah, blah, blah. Um, there's mm -hmm. this other podcast, and it's called The Jordan Harpinger Show. And this guy, he's really good. It's, like, one of my favorite podcasts. He has this, like, um, this program on his website, and it's called Six Minutes of Social Networking. And he teaches you how to reach out to people to make connections and to continue building off of that um, in order to, like, build your what, – what do you call it in business when you have, like, those connections? Your social network? Yeah, your social network, I guess. Wait, is that what it's called? I honestly don't know. I just guess. It's, like, around the same concept, I guess. But he teaches people how, like, if you have – 
this like list of businesses or groups. Our friend Erin Fiskus just joined the podcast. So professional. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So it's it's called Six Minute Networking, and he teaches you how to reach out to people so you don't just have like a dead list of contacts and companies that you could have reached out to and made good connections with, but instead they're kind of just like dried up. So I think I want to use that, but not in like a selfish way where I'm just like, oh, I want to make these... I want to keep these connections because I can use them one day. I want to use it as like, I have these connections. I value these connections and I'm actually going to make an effort to like talk to them and stuff. Cause like, I'm so bad at it. No, you're not. No, we make it work now. You know, yeah. Now, yeah. but I think I still like, I'm still working on it. So we're basically talking about like, so I recommended this book boundaries. And it just teaches people how to say no, how to say yes, and, like, when it's appropriate for you, and to really understand what your boundaries are in order to, like, live a life that's not spread so thin, like, yourself. You don't need that. I don't know how to say no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, okay. And that's what I was just talking, like, with Jasker and G, is the fact, like, I do not, I I don't know, it's just, like, I have this need to please people, and I I hate it so much, and I don't want to, I don't want to do that. So, I don't know. It's just, it's interesting. But, yeah. Do you have any book recommendations or music recommendations? Our music recommendations probably wouldn't fit with your style. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah. (laughs) Love Matt Mason. Have you listened to Matt Mason? Ever? Yeah. No. No one knows who he is. He's my favorite, favorite musician. The songs we recommend are Tribulation, Cringe, and Hallucinogenics. Did you listen to his entire discography, to be honest? What? His entire discography. What? Did you just say your name? (laughs) I said his entire discography because we were naming it like everything's good. I, yeah, I actually genuinely like all of his songs. Yeah. Matt Mason. I definitely have heard of him. I feel like. Probably just from us. Oh, he's... Yeah, probably. <laughs> okay, so should I add, like, the whole album, or should I just... Add folklore. I still... like. I okay, you need to listen to... There's like really good... The writing is so good. Yeah, so Matt Mason would be my song recommendation. Or musician. Mm-hmm. Um, Wait, so which song from, like, his album? My favorite ever like, is Tribulation. Cringe and hallucinogenics okay i'll look those ones up so you probably won't like hallucinogenics though yeah (laughs) i'll listen to it but um book recommendations i am finally almost done with tuesdays with maury and it (laughs) will compliment it all the time when they see it sticking out of my purse like everyone loves that book it's so good that's what Jasker and you just rec- uh, recommended. Is <laughs> oh, did he? <laughs> yeah, I really want to read it because I think we were talking about how like that's such an interesting like concept of knowing the fact that you're gonna die soon, and like being able to like I don't know think back on your life. It's just like an old man giving like the best advice and like what's important in life, what isn't. Yeah. It's like the best advice like ever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think I'm just yeah, gonna pick up a ALS, for myself. Right? 
Yeah, he's ALS. Yeah, like he can't even move his head by himself, like adjusting yeah. it on a pillow. Um, it, I don't know, it's really good. Yeah, I think that's probably going to be my next read after I get through with these two. My other recommendation... Oh, my other... oh sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. I was just going to say, uh, my other recommendation was a, a Nicholas Sparks <laughs> book. <laughs> because, like, that's, like, my guilty pleasure. I used to love Nicholas Sparks. I feel like all my recommendations would be self-help books. Because I love self-help books. Yeah, me too. But I just my recommendation... Comic Habits. And I haven't started oh. it yet, but I feel like it's going to be a good book. Yeah, I was going to pick that one up from Barnes & Noble. Um, but yeah, so that's, I really like this because even like for me, I will go back and listen to this because I'm always looking for really good book recommendations. And I want to do uh, Reese Witherspoon's like book club. Oh, does she have one? Yeah. She has like recommendations and everything. Um, yeah, but what we can do like as a trio, because like I don't want, <laughs> if the people listening to this podcast don't know me, I don't want you to have my address. But what us three can do is we can like send books around and stuff. Like a, a library, but like a book exchange. Yeah. Jasper, did you ever read When Breath Becomes Air? No, I looked for it. That's a really good one. I need to so reread that. I have to remember the details of it. But it was kind of a similar. Yeah. To Tuesdays and Mori. He's dying and. Yeah. Yeah, I tried looking for it at that bookstore in Denver. What was it? What is it called? The Tattered Cover or something? Did we go there? No, we were in the airport. I think. This is actually going to motivate me to actually pick up my books more often so I can have a new <laughs> book to recommend each week. Um, look at my, have you read The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People? I, no, but everyone says yeah, that's so good. It. Yeah. it was read a long time ago, but that's really good. And then How to Win Friends and Influence People is another really good one. Especially, oh, yeah. I think it was that one that talks about even with like job interviews and stuff. I, I forget a book pretty much right after I read it, but <laughs> Same. I do remember liking it. Yeah. It's like you don't remember the details, but you remember how it made you feel. Yeah. Like, I've watched and read Harry Potter so- well, I've only read Harry Potter each book once, but um, I've watched it so many times and I still forget details. Yeah. I love Harry Potter. I need to take that test again. Do you think I'm still a, a Hufflepuff? Yes. <laughs> I've changed. <laughs> I was a, a Gryffindor, I think. You were, yeah, you were Gryffindor. I was also a Gryffindor, but I feel like I'm supposed to be like a Slytherin or a Ravenclaw, but. What I feel does like that mean? You, no, I do feel like I'm supposed to be a Hufflepuff. I still think I've changed. <laughs> oh my gosh do you remember when we went to universal studios and they gave us like our cloaks for each like house or whatever it was yeah that was so fun we had like the you red when i was selected even with <laughs> the room <laughs> that was one of the worst things happened to me that was so funny. i wanted to be selected so bad i didn't want to be selected and you like ushered me over to him yeah and then when you were selected the wind like blew up from the ground and your shirt was like raised <laughs> it was like blowing in the wind do you do you know why you were selected no because we were making so much noise when it first started really? and so he noticed us yeah there was first? a boy like choose me <laughs> i think no because you were like you were so you were like i'm so excited right before it started like really loud <laughs> he's like you're the chosen one 
And then he made me stay afterwards, and he doesn't even give me the wand. That's the worst oh, part. Yeah, yeah you have to you pay for it. it. It's like seventy dollars. <laughs> no, would... I got one. <laughs> oh my did gosh! Really? Yeah, I got Harry's oh, you wand. Did that is so? You know, it's literally plastic. Do you um, still have it? Hang up. Yeah, it's right there on my wall under this other wand I have. Oh, I mean, as long as it's like decor and stuff, then that's. Yeah, it's very expensive decor, but it's decor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could have made you one. Aaron could have like painted it for you. <laughs> Aaron charged me four dollars and fifty cents for a smiley face. Yeah, I want a smiley face. That's an effort. Wait, do you have your Etsy shop that you, um, Etsy shop that you want to shout out? <laughs> an Etsy, my Etsy shop. Yeah, do you still have one? I deleted that like six years ago. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I haven't even heard about this so. <laughs> I used to sell a bunch of paintings on there. Yeah, they're really I think pretty. that was before I even worked in the print center. Yeah, it was. That was like my way. That was before you knew me. Yeah, probably. I remember you had like, did you paint something for me? No, you made something. I think you like scratched it out or I don't know what it was exactly, but it was so pretty. Yeah, I lost that. I had no idea. (laughs) (laughs) It was really pretty though. I still have mine at my parents' house. I made one for a bunch of people. Yeah, you made one for like from high school. I didn't know you then. Wow, I'm hurt. I, think I don't have one. Get back into art. It's so relaxing. I'm trying to get back into like being creative. That's why I started the podcast because I'm like, I don't do anything creative anymore. And it's like, really <laughs> sad. <laughs> I'm trying to pass my CPA exams, which I have not started studying for. Do you want me to cut that part out? No. <laughs> okay. Leave it in. I deserve okay. to be shamed. <laughs> topic of today's episode is making friends in your 20s because hard it's so hard because if I didn't meet you guys in high school what was that you have to go so far out of your comfort zone Mm -hmm. meet new people yeah because like if I didn't meet you guys in high school I don't think that we would have met any other way Cause like we're all so di- like we're similar, but we're all so different at the same time. True. And like it's- especially Chelsea, I would not have been friends with her because like I have nothing in common with her. Like she's so like sporty and stuff, and I'm not. I think my take on it is a little different, just because. I well, I mean, I only really the new friends I've made after college. So in college, it was pretty easy because you know you have all your friends with people like the classes you're in, but then after that with work I work with just a lot of young people so it's pretty easy for me to make friends with those co-workers but like outside of work I haven't really um made a lot of friends wasn't that nice Aaron and I can't really (laughs) (laughs) no it's like to find people that you really have a lot in common with I don't know if I've told you this story but there was one I've done the most random things to meet new people but there was one I don't know if it was a meetup group or do you have, um, have you used the meetup app or heard no, of it? What's that? So there's an app called meetup and basically it's just like you find people that have common interests and like there's a yoga group. I, before the pandemic, I used to do yoga at the park every Saturday and I found them through there. And then there is this other one that this is closer to when I first moved here, I think. 
that was just a bunch of young women who've moved here not knowing anyone and we all met up for like mimosas and brunch at That's this restaurant. so cute. It was so <laughs> weird because obviously, first of all, there were, I'm trying to think, there were probably about at least 16 of us there and we're all just random. Like I didn't know who they were, didn't know who I was and there were probably five people that I felt like, okay, I could actually hang out with them because then these other ones were just so, like they were getting really drunk and like oh. they just wanted to go on party afterwards and it was like 11 a.m. And one by one, people just started disappearing. And they were the people that I liked. Like they would get up to go to the bathroom and they would never come back. <laughs> oh my god! It was just so awkward because all the people that like, I would have actually liked were just getting out of there quickly. And then I remember I called Jasper and Jeet because we were, it was the weekend of beer fest or Oktoberfest. Why did I say beer fest? <laughs> um, Oktoberfest. And they, yeah, we were all going to go to that. And I just completely said I needed to move my car and never returned. <laughs> <laughs> but there's one girl I still talk to from there. So that was oh the only God. good part of it. But that's why I don't like online stuff. Oh, was yeah. that the girl that also left? What they're going to be like. Or like online dating, if you just show up, what if you hate it and yeah. you're just there for however long? I actually had a conversation with Chelsea about this because I'm like, I don't get how to date like in this day and age. Like it's all online. And if I don't feel like I'm connected with someone or I'm interested in them, but I just think they're attractive, I'm not like I'm not invested. So why would I like make a conversation with them like on Bumble or something? Do you know and what I mean? Yeah. Know what they're going to be like. Exactly, because like you can like, say I don't anything. know how I would show what I'm like either. Yeah. Because it's so awkward. Because like, what do you just like, just start out like, oh hey, I like, I don't know. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, I like I'm water. <laughs> and there's just so many guys on there that they, you can tell they really only care about appearance because their pictures are all like showing their body yeah. and just absolutely like they don't even have a bio. Like okay, oh, my yeah, because of these pictures, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I there's... hate anything online like that. It's just yeah. it's not easy. Chelsea actually was talking about something similar that you kind of do, like you know how you would do like the volleyball league and stuff. Mm -hmm. She was saying that if you want to be able to connect with like guys or like girl, like friends or whatever, to um just join things and make friends like organically so then you get to know the people first say that like you're interested in someone but you can get to know them as a friend first like if you guys are in the same like bible study or if like you're in the same volleyball league or badminton or whatever it is like you can get right. to know them have a common interest start building off of that and then do it from there because like for me like I'm the same way I don't like dating apps I don't I didn't even know about friend apps. I know that Bumble had, like, meet friends and stuff, but I'm like, that's kind of creepy. Like, I don't know about friends. My roommate did that a few times. She went on, like, little Bumble BFF dates. How so, was that? It, I don't remember. I don't think she really ended up being friends with them. But it's so hard <laughs> to get to know people. Like, I always think, like, if we met through something like that, we would not be ourselves the first time we met. We wouldn't yeah. at, at I don't all. I think we would see each other again. Yeah. yeah. I would just be so nervous the entire time, like, uh, and then, like, just wait for it to be over. I'd probably be texting you guys and be like, oh, my God, what do I do? Can one of you call me and pretend it's an emergency? Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. I know, because even the first... Things you can 
join like the meetup app that's a bunch of things where people are just trying to meet people or most cities have recreational sports yeah like I did the volleyball league um I'm trying to think what else I've done I joined some small groups one I went to until I moved again and then the other one I think I went to twice that I just wasn't really into yeah but I don't know I I think the way I've been meeting so I moved to SoCal what was it like four years ago four and a half years ago anyone um it was like five and a half years ago really it was 2014 right no it was six years ago now probably oh wow it was your 20th birthday right yeah no yeah no i turned 21 when i was like in lodi i I was 20 you turned Uh, 20 yeah you turned 2015 I don't remember. I just remember, so, like, you and Taylor and Alexis made me a birthday cake, and I don't know if it was 20 or 21, I don't, but that was the last time. I no, I know it was, I was 20, because, and you had just turned 21 that summer. Oh, yeah. You introduced me to Jamie Lucas, like, right before oh. you went. And then we all had that all-nighter at my house. Yeah. And then I, Oh, yeah. That, that, no, wait, was that the day you left, the all-nighter? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was the she day left that day. I left. Yeah. 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 And I was, like, crying. <laughs> yeah, and then I was, like, <laughs> we were so dramatic. I was, like, I think Jamie was driving. I was, like, Jamie, stop the car. And we're, like, barely started moving in your driveway. And so I get out of the car, and I run to you, and I just hug <laughs> you. <laughs> Wait, why don't I remember that? I was in the car no, with you. No, I was emotional, and I was just, like, bawling. I was, like, <laughs> horrible. I was literally distraught. Um, and then I go inside, and then Lucas and Jamie and Jasker and Jamie were so sad, and then Lucas just gives me his little fingers, and I just touch them. <laughs> I'm so bad at goodbyes. I cried in the, what is that yogurt place in Lodi they just put in? Oh, my yogurt? Oh, uh, Menchie's? Yeah, Menchie's. I cried in the Menchie's parking lot when I moved, like, the oh. day before I moved to Denver, because <laughs> I went out to dinner with my coworkers. That's sad. I hate goodbyes. Yeah. They're really hard. Um, but I don't know. I think that, yeah, they're not, they're not fun. And I remember when I had moved, um, cause like all I had was like, I mean, not all I had, but you, like you guys are my best friends. Like I did not really have any friends outside of like our group. And so having to go to a new city and like having to start all over, like I still had you guys, but like other friends like making new friends was so difficult for me and I just felt like I couldn't relate to anyone because I was like so like different and like weird and stuff and I'm like who's gonna accept me I'm just like so odd um so like what I would do is like go to church groups and that's how I've met the majority of my friends that I have now which is like through small groups and stuff and people are generally really nice yeah they're not like who is this person? Why are you here? They're more, yeah. a lot more welcoming and. Yeah, and it, it just makes you feel good. good. Yeah. yeah. Something that I really like is like people making you feel like accepted and wanted instead of being standoffish. Like I don't do well with standoffish people. I feel like volunteering is a good way to meet people too, because yeah. you're surrounded by good people who are spending their time like trying to help the community. Yeah, for free. And I know the place that 
again before the pandemic. I volunteered there for probably seven months and everyone who did it, did it regularly. It wasn't like a one-time thing. So that's another way to just, I don't know, I guess see people on a regular basis. Yeah. Because it takes time for me to feel like I get to know someone. Like I can't just hang out a few times and feel like we're friends, I guess. Yeah. Even with like our friendship, because we met in um, English, what was it, AP English or something? Yeah, we didn't hang out until after After, we graduated, I think. (laughs) Jacob Neal's house. (laughs) That was so funny. (laughs) But it was funny because like the first time I had met you, um, we were sitting like near each other, like shoulder to shoulder, but like no you friends were... in that class. I was all by myself. <laughs> yeah, you were sitting by yourself, and I was like with this group of girls that I like knew, but I wasn't like good friends with or anything. So I was looking for like a partner to like. What did we do? Read a book together or something? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. I just remember drawing shrimp. That's my only number. Because <laughs> <laughs> we loved it. So Wait, much. was it that project? Oh, with, like, the two guys? No, yeah, that, was, you, that was a class. Yeah, where you recast the film. Um, yeah, where you cast... Kyle? Are those their names? Yeah, the Pencil Boys. <laughs> so, like, when we first met, you were sitting on, like, in a group, like, a group of four desks, but you were the only one there, and then I was sitting with these oh. girls I didn't really know that well. That's so sad. But, like, I'd rather be sitting by myself, because I didn't really know these girls that well, but I was like, okay, whatever. So, I wanted a partner, and I saw, I was, I noticed Erin, and she seemed really nice, and I was like, oh, I want to be friends with this girl, and that's what I do, I think I notice, is like, I'm the person who pursues the friend, so like, if I didn't do that, I honestly think that I would not have friends. <laughs> so, <laughs> I saw her, and I was like, oh, do you want to be partners? And then she looked, she didn't even look at me. She was looking straight ahead and she was like, okay. Yes. So I would talk to you and I would try to make eye contact with you and you would just like look, look straight ahead and then kind of glance and then look, just keep looking straight. And so I was like, oh, I don't think she likes me, but we're partners for like the rest of the quarter. So every time we would like talk, you were just like really nervous, but like it took a while for, I think, both of us to come out of our shells, but I definitely came out way quicker than you, but it was just funny, because, like, if we just met on, like, a friendship app, and that was our first encounter, we would not be friends, because it's, like, what... I wouldn't be friends with any of my friends if I met yeah. them. Yeah, because it's, like, what what is the incentive to continue hanging out with this person if, like, I don't, I don't know. That's, like, why I don't understand how friendships work that way, like, through the internet and how, like, relationships work that way. It just I feel like in high school. You see them regularly because that's the only yeah. way you get to know people past that first just kind of. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's yeah. what I was saying. In high school, it's, like, a lot easier because you're kind of all forced to be in that same area. Exactly. And then it's, like, out of that, that group of that classroom, it's, like, you find the person that, like, you're closest to or you connect with the most. So it's way easier. Yeah. And then another thing, too, is, like, my closest friends are the ones that I met in high school. Because we were able to, like, establish that friendship and, like, that connection. Um, Minor high school and college. Yeah, I would say I don't really talk to that. I, like, keep in touch with people from high school, but you're probably the only one. I mean, I guess technically both of you. But (laughs) (laughs) um, I'd say that and work, especially my, like, I still talk to Chad and Shayla every single day. And I think... Mm -hmm all having a job that you absolutely hate together is very bonding yeah. commiserating yeah <laughs> i think i think if you have a friendship from high school still it'll last but i think like 95 percent of my high school friendships were 
didn't last is because they were most of them were like oh well, the only thing we had in common was that we all had class together yeah yeah that and like there are some people that I we had a lot in common but when you just live in different places and you're have completely different lives you just kind of drift apart yeah, yeah. that's like you really have to put a lot more effort into maintaining pr- friendships when you're an adult yeah you might it's like not months without seeing each other and that's it's hard it's hard long distance yeah and that's what like we've been doing for years now (laughs) yeah yeah that's the thing about like being an adult and like being a millennial or whatever is um when you're in that state like you don't see this person every single day like your third period class or you eat lunch with them it's like if you want to maintain and grow a friendship you have to cultivate it and like put time and effort and like do all of these different things in order to maintain that relationship. Yeah, you have to a lot. And I'm the worst with that because I don't check my phone very often and I take a really long time to respond to people. Yeah. So I've learned that if you do that, you're not really going to have friends. <laughs> I'm really good at it. And I think that's... <laughs> I'll read it and I'll forget to respond, even to my parents. so bad. I'm the same way. Like my students, they'll text me about... Oh my gosh girls if you're listening I'm really sorry they'll text me about like something serious (laughs) and I will read it and like I'm like empathizing with them and I'm like yes like I'm praying for you blah 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 I never respond to them and it's like I will after like a day or two sometimes if like I just forget but I just like I am the worst person at like texting back or reaching out first like I'm so I'm and you just <laughs> I'm actually really good about it with my close friends, but then people that I'm not that close to, I like, I know if I open the message, I'll leave it unread. I'll leave it unread and I just will forget to respond to it. So I don't open it because I'm like, when I have more time, I'll open it. Yeah. But now I have 192 unread messages. So. <laughs> oh, gosh. oh my gosh. Okay. So as an adult, I've noticed that I'm like not popular. Like I, my phone is dry. When I get a text message, it's either from our group chat or it's from my mom. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, it's pretty, for me, it's, like, only the people that I send funny things to. Yeah. Like, we, like, if we see a funny TikTok or Instagram post, it's pretty much you guys, Chad, Shayla, and then, like, my family. (laughs) Those are the only people I talk to every single day, pretty much. Yeah. And that's, like, another thing about growing up is that your friend group gets a lot smaller, but to me, it gets closer, too. So it's not like a bunch. It's like quality over quantity. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. I just think that I think that it like friendships are so needed. So sometimes like if I'm by myself and I haven't spoken to anyone all day um, and my roommates are gone and I'm just like alone with the dog, like I literally will start talking to the dog because <laughs> I'm like, I feel so alone. <laughs> and it's like alone if I didn't have a dog there's no way ex- yeah exactly and okay this is gonna be I don't know if I should include this part I'll just tell you guys I'll probably not include this in the podcast but I was here the other day and I was just like going through it like I just was not having a good day and I had opened the door and I like let the dog in and I was just crying and I was petting her and like she was putting her head on my my leg and I'm like you're my only friend <laughs> they're so comforting <laughs> I know 
Did and I tell you the story of when I tried to leave Bella at home for a few months? Yeah, and you turned back around. Yeah, I was like, okay, I, I need to move out of my apartment, get back into a place with a yard. Like, it's probably best for her to just stay with my family for a few months until I figure it out. Yeah. So I started driving back, and I got to Nevada, and I couldn't stop crying, and I had to turn around to come back and get her. <laughs> like, I just couldn't leave her. That's so sad. Well, yeah, that's... That's, like, another thing, too. Like, if you're lonely and you feel like you don't have friends, get a dog because then you won't go alone. I would not have moved if my parents didn't let me take her. There's no way. Because, like, it's, you have, like, another life form with you, and it, you build, like, that bond and that connection. Um, and they're so happy all the time. Every time you yeah. come home, it's, like, the best day of their lives, and <laughs> they just want to do everything to please you, and, oh, my gosh, I love dogs. That's why I said if I move, I'm going to be either L.A. or Denver because Mm -hmm. I need to have at least one person I know there. (laughs) What happened? Borrow Bella. I'm not letting you get one until. Oh, yeah. No, I'm not. I wouldn't get a dog because not yet. Oh, I thought you were. I'm just too responsible. Oh, oh, (laughs) you guys are my favorite bees. (laughs) I think just like in those moments where I just like isolate myself and then I don't talk to anyone and then I realize. I need friends like I need people that I can tell like my deepest darkest secrets to I don't know or like just like talk to and yeah just... I feel like you go through like what's that word ups and downs does like a word for it like roller coaster of, like sometimes I feel like you're on like a high and like you really like need a lot of people to talk to and then like you like have like the time where it's like where it's like yeah where it's um it's like maybe like a week or two where it's like you kind of need your own time and then you need people again, and then you want time, which makes sense. That's, like, it's yeah. balance, I guess. Yeah, that's why I'm trying to create boundaries, because are you I need to... Valerie? What was that? But are you sponsored? Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, uh, Dr. Henry Cloud and Dr. John Townsend uh, sponsored this podcast. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I think that being able to navigate that is important, too. So, I don't know, friendships, like, you can adopt a dog. Adopt, don't shop. Um, <laughs> you can, so, like, you can have that. And then also by having a dog, you can set up doggy dates and then meet people that way. Or, like, Erin, you go to your parks and you can meet really attractive. Watch park where all the attractive men are. When I walk my dog with my coworker, it's like, hers isn't even on a leash. It's so well-behaved. And then Bella's, like, <laughs> dragging me in time. <laughs> And it really is a good way to meet people, though, if you have yeah. a dog, because if they have a dog as well, or either they'll stop and pet your dog, and that starts a conversation, or yeah. Yeah, sometimes that's not wanted, though. Or <laughs> 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 your dog's still trying to... I don't know, I've had a lot of random conversations with people through Bella. Yeah, yeah, sometimes you'll be walking the dog, and they'll, like, lick someone's leg, and then, like, that'll start a conversation. <laughs> that was so <laughs> That was so funny. I was so happy. <laughs> Bella's, like, my little wing woman. She knows what she's doing. Oh, yeah. That's another tip for you millennials out there who are single. If you want to meet a guy, get a dog. dog. Get a cute dog. Adopt a cute dog. Or a friendly dog. Yeah. Either one. Um, But, yeah. I think – so, when we went to Colorado a couple months ago, we were hiking in Red Rock. Is that what it's called? We hiked – yeah, we hiked Red Rock, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So when we were hiking, I noticed that Bella was getting a lot of attention, 
and people were like coming up to you and saying like oh your dog is so cute like what type of dog is she or whatever and and so that's like a good way to interact with people too like what you were saying I feel like hiking in general is a good way to meet people oh yeah like when when we were at Rocky Mountain National Park there were a lot of people we'd pass that were by themselves but I feel like scared to hike personally but I, I do think there are a lot of um, people who do that or meetup groups again they have hiking groups I love that app. it's really it's hit or miss but it's I good try yeah it. I, I think the meetup I think the meetup one would be a good way to meet people but when you're hiking it's more just like small talk when you're passing people but you don't actually like meet a person you know if you were hiking alone you could maybe yeah like, like find someone yeah yeah actually that crazy. happened to me at Yosemite once when my family I was went with my cousins um and they stopped hiking. I didn't even realize it. And I just went to the top. And I had to go down all by myself. And I asked people because I didn't know the way down. They're like, oh, you can join us if you want. And I was like, oh, I'm good. <laughs> but, you know, if I would have joined them, I would have met them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I've been in a lot of situations, too, where it's just me. And, like, if, it, if you're by yourself, you're kind of forced to talk to other people. Or else you're just going to, you know, be alone. And so there's, like, been different instances where um, – I have been able to make friends because like they and it's less intimidating I think for other people too if like they see you just by yourself instead of like you know with us a group of three or just like another person okay guys so we just wanted to end on just a couple of different like recaps of how to make friends as a millennial in your 20s um just cringy like what what is like your main tip Go to college and get a job with young people. That is, we <laughs> didn't talk about that. That is actually one of the hardest parts of work for me. Yeah. Some offices young. too, and they're really young, but there are so many where everyone's decades older than me. And that, it's hard to go from school where everyone's around your age mm-hmm. to something like that. That's, yeah. yeah, you're really lucky that accounting is so young. Yeah, like you're pretty much all the same age. Yeah. Never thought accounting would be so fun, did you, listeners? I'm just kidding. Erin, <laughs> <laughs> like, what is like your biggest tip for making friends as a millennial? Uh, get involved. Like, not just a one-time thing, but something that happens regularly. Whether that's joining a sports league or volunteering or I mean, really anything, even a church group meetup group thing where you're going to see people more than once just like a regular yeah. like I know Washington Park even has just volleyball groups open to anyone that you can just come and join I think yeah, that really cool. probably is the easiest way I mean I guess you could do Bumble BFF or something I'm just too awkward for that yeah same same like I would not make any friends. I feel like we I feel like all three of us like we would it's not just, it's not for us yeah no I don't think so if you um, did though I would force you to do those things with me bumble bff no not that but just like sports groups well like when you're talking when you're talking about the wash washington park meetup groups i was like i want to do that and then when i come to visit i want to go with you guys (laughs) (laughs) they come every couple times a year um my biggest tip for making friends at this age is to push yourself out of your comfort zone because if you stay in your comfort zone you're not going to make any friends or at least you're not going to make like substantial long-lasting friendships so you have to push yourself out of your comfort zone you'll be completely alone I feel like you guys are giving me the advice I need to move so 
and and on that note <laughs> thank, thank you so much for thank you so much for listening to today's episode if you have any suggestions on topics that you would like us to talk about next time um just leave them in the comments follow us on instagram i will link their instagrams down below and thank you so much for listening <laughs> the-